Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Lightning fans, you've found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Welcome back to the LightningInsider.com podcast. Eric Erlinson here from Lightning Insider. Dot com after a thumping the Tampa Bay Lightning took in Pittsburgh on Sunday by a score of 7-3 to three. and uh, finish up the brief road trip with a record of 1-1. to one. So many oddities in some aspects to this Lightning season so far this year. And I say so far, we're down to 20-plus games left on the season here, but their their road record is almost inexplicable in some ways because how can you be so dominant on home ice as a Lightning are and yet be barely a 500 team on the road like they are? 15, 14, and 2 on the road, I think. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. And, and it's it, it, there's like no rational explanation for why that's the case because the only advantage home teams have in the game nowadays is last change and it's an advantage especially when you're talking about matchups and and everything else that comes with it but you know it used to be that the home team put their stick down second on face-offs that rule changed now it's the team with their back to the goal has to put their um their stick down first the only exception is the center ice face-off when the home team does get the last opportunity to, to put their stick down. Um, so it just just an oddity in the the road record uh, this season, and it's uh, it, it really is hard to explain on what the difference is. I tried to write a story about it a couple weeks ago as they came back from a road trip and, and or actually were heading out on the road, that, uh, that four-game, nine-day road trip they had that ended in Vegas where they went 2-1-1 uh, 
on that particular trip. Um, and uh, again, just just really hard to figure out why they're so good at home. They haven't lost uh, in regulation on home ice since December the 6th. You know, so we're going on three months now since the last time we witnessed in person a lightning regulation loss on home ice. They've been so good uh, at home and at, at road. It just it just hasn't been the same, you know. And they've had some games this year too where it just gets away from them in a hurry. And this one got away from them in a hurry because they were in okay shape. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the game was going the lightning's way other than the fact that they did have a 2-1 lead after the first period, after giving up the first goal of the game. But they were not too bad out of sorts. It, you know, they gave up some some looks, and you know there was a little bit of carryover from Saturday's game into Sunday's game in terms of how they uh, were giving up chances. But it wasn't like last night in in Detroit where they just couldn't do anything. They had some zone time and they spent some extended time in the Pittsburgh end of the ice with the puck and, and created and, and tested Casey DeSmith on more than a few occasions. Um, but after, you know, the Evgeny Malkin goal that made it 2-2 at the time was not a backbreaker, but it like it's like the tone of the game changed after that one because it came at the end of the power play. You know, it's not a shorthanded goal against, but you know, Malkin was the guy in the penalty box, and it's just the lack of awareness and understanding of like there's you can't lose the puck there, right? And, and I don't know if Brian Elliott, who got the start in net tonight, I don't know if he was you know, smacking the stick on the ice to make sure the players were aware. But let's face it, the bench is saying something. I know it's second period, so it's further away, um, you know, from from your bench. But, it, like, that, that type of situation can't happen. You have to have somebody aware of what the dangerous situation could be. Not that it's going to happen, but you just have to be aware that it could happen. And nobody paid attention to the fact that Malcolm was coming out of the box. You lose the puck, and it's a quick pass up for a breakaway. And Malkin, being Evgeny Malkin, finished it, and it was 2-2. And it seemed like after that, Pittsburgh really tilted the paw, the play back in their favor. And in the span of five minutes, the game just... The lightning just imploded. Imploded. Pittsburgh scores five goals in the final five-plus minutes of the second period. And what was a 2-1 lightning lead after 20 minutes was a 7-2 deficit heading into the third period. Like, it's just crazy how fast all of that happened. And a lot of it stems from... Just again, just like the the Malkin goal, not enough awareness around. You know, I was on with Chief on the last call, and you know, I used the analogy. You know, watch a player, different sport, but same concept. Lionel Messi. If you ever watch him play, 
Like, just go back and watch some clips of him from the World Cup this year as Argentina went on to win the World Cup uh, and with the victory over France. Watch how many times in a sequence when Leo Messi head checks and it's in every direction. What's going on on my left? What's going on over here? What's ahead of me? What's going on behind me? What am I going to do if I get the ball? What am I going to do if... You know, the player to my right gets the ball. Where am I going to move? Where's my opportunity to get? And it's the same thing defensively. You know, if you're defending, it's the same thing. Okay, this player, player X has the ball. I got to look over here. Okay, what's player Y going to do? Where can he go? What's going to happen if the ball goes in this direction? And you can't, you can't anticipate that if you're not head checking. And I know hockey's a faster game. The puck moves much faster than the ball on a pitch. Players obviously move faster on skates. Less territory, less uh, uh, ice compared to grass that you have to defend. So it happens very, very quickly. I'm not going to diminish that aspect of it. But there's just not enough of that head checks. It's, <laughs> it, it's almost like all five players get mesmerized by the puck. And where the puck is, rather than thinking about where's the puck going. One of my old, uh, not my coach, but I coached my sons. I, I worked alongside with him for a couple years in soccer. The old adage is, the most dangerous player on the pitch is the one without the ball. Where's that next pass coming to that's going to present the biggest danger? Right? And not that, you know, messy with the ball at his feet is not dangerous. Nikita Kucherov with a puck on a stick isn't dangerous. But if you're defending and you're checking, then that player has to make a decision with the puck. And if he's in a one-on-one situation or even in a one-on-two situation where he's being defended, you got to know what's going on around to understand where might the puck go next. And there's just not enough of that that's gone on. And as, as I talked about with Chief on the last call after the game, I'm an optimist. I, I tend to see the, the positive in situations. I always tend to look on the bright side of things and what things could be, right? And, and maybe that's a fault of mine at times. And maybe that's why I get bothered so much by the amount of negativity that I see on my social media feeds because I only see it when it's negative. I don't see it. I, I don't often see too many people praising certain plays. I, they only come out to me when things are not going right. And as you can imagine, my social media feed on Sunday night was rather full. And, and maybe that's why I have such a, a difficult time at times dealing with all that negativity. And, I, and I've learned to move past it, look past it, ignore it, mute some of it not respond to some of it, just move past it. Because I I am optimistic, but I got to tell you, it's a little concerning with the way things have kind of gone on here in the past couple of weeks, specifically coming out of the All-Star break, right? The Lightning put them in a really, put themselves in a really good position to make the playoffs and, and, and be in a playoff spot they're not in danger of missing the playoffs. Something catastrophic would have to happen, probably historically catastrophic, 
would have to happen for them to miss the playoffs. It's statistically possible, but it's not really plausible. So you're not really concerned about that aspect of it. But they come out of the All-Star break and gave up seven to Florida. And Andre Vasilevsky was saddled with that one. They gave up five goals to Vegas. Lost that game to end that road trip in 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 a game that was winnable. They gave up six to Buffalo the other night because of their lack of awareness. You know, when you give up three breakaways in a game, it's just complete lack of awareness. Those aren't defensive breakdowns. Those are just not being aware of what's going on. You know, even Victor Hedman mentioned after that game that they weren't necessarily in position or aware of how Buffalo likes to blow the zone. Right? So you don't drop a guy back or you don't recognize it quick enough. You're not understanding that that's what they're trying to do. And all of a sudden, Tage Thompson's up the ice with the puck on a stick in alone on Andre Vasilevsky. You know, or the game-winning goal on that one in overtime where Nikita Kucherov, instead of recognizing the potential danger of Steven Stamkos losing the puck, is looking for a call. Meanwhile, Ilya Lyabushkin is up the ice on a breakaway, finishes off the game, and you end up taking... Uh, an overtime loss in that one. And then you have seven given up tonight. And let's face it, Saturday in Detroit, they should have given up five or more if not for the superhuman effort of Andre Vasilevsky. And I don't know if this is just the dog days. You know, discuss this with Chief a little bit after Saturday's game that the Lightning are not through their dog days of the season. Right, the dog days for a team in Tampa Bay situation, for a team in Toronto situation, you know, teams that are solidified in a playoff spot. I mean, the Bruins are on a different planet this year. So that's not even part of this discussion. But, you know, teams in this situation tend to find lulls at this time of the year in the way they play. They just sag. You want to call it human nature, whatever you want to say about it. So they're not through their dog days. So I don't know if some of this is just, for lack of a better term, boredom. They've known who they're going to play in the first round almost assuredly since December. Because the Bruins got off to such a great start. And both the Leafs and the Lightning separated themselves from the pack behind them. And with the frankly stupid playoff format that the league has, the Lightning and the Leafs are going to face each other in the first round again, just like they did last year. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. And it's hard to get yourself to a level that you know you need to be when you're not really playing for anything. I know home ice 
I know that's the first thought that came into your head. Admit it. Yes, there's home ice. But I was told last year by plenty of people, specifically on social media, that if they play like this, they're not going to win in the first round. They must not care because they're not trying to go for home ice. And home ice in the playoffs, again, just as they kind of talked about at the beginning there, home ice does not mean what it used to mean in the playoffs. I've brought this stat up before. I'm going to bring it up again. The year the Lightning set a franchise record for most home wins in a year, they reached the Stanley Cup playoffs and had a losing record on home ice. Like, it just it doesn't hold the same thing. The only time I think coaches will tell you, players will tell you, that home ice matters is Game 7, and yes, you have to secure home ice to get a potential Game 7 at home. But it's not a necessity. So, yeah, there is something to play for, but there's not really something to play for. But watching, you know, this complete lack of attention to the details in their game, we've seen it. We know they're capable of doing it. Those three games before the All-Star break, against L.A., against Boston, against Minnesota, they were dialed in. So we know it's there. You know, you talk, a lot of people ask me, well, can they just flip a switch? Well, yeah, in a sense they can. Because they've shown they can, then they've shown in the playoffs they can do it. I was told there was no way they were getting past Toronto in the first round last year. And granted, they were down 3-2 in the series. Andre Vasilevsky was spectacular in overtime. And Braden Point eventually won that Game 6 and forced a Game 7, and they went to Toronto and won that. So it wasn't an easy route. But they got past Toronto without home ice and went on to reach the Stanley Cup Final for the third consecutive year. So it is true that the way you play in February and March does not mean that's how you're going to play in April. But you do have to have start thinking about good habits. Right? We've heard this phrase many times over the last couple of years, process over outcome. The process is not very good right now, and that's why you're getting the outcomes that you're getting. So the process needs to be better. A lot of times you can accept is not the word, but understand that you might lose a game where you play well. Right? You might lose a game in which you play well. You might get out goaltended. You might have a, a fortunate bounce go the other team's way. But if you, if you control the way you play and you play the, the process that you're expected to play, you're going to put yourself in position to win games. And in the last little bit, the process has not been very good. Their defensive numbers keep slipping. And this is among, you know, the fact that the Lightning have three shutouts since the All-Star break. Right? Andre Vasilevsky shut out Colorado at home. Ryan Elliott was credited with a shutout for that shootout loss in Arizona. And, of course, Andre Vasilevsky had the shutout last night, although, again, the defensive awareness was not where it needed to be. It was just a superhuman effort from a superhuman goaltender. So I, I think if that's what you look at, I, I think there has to be some concern. And, again, 
I'm an optimist. And I will tell you again, and I'll say this a few more times as we go along, how you play in March does not mean how you're going to play in April. The two are not mutually attached. There's no correlation between the two. And I will say it till I'm blue in the face because you can give me examples of of things that have gone certain ways and they've rolled into the playoffs and they went on to win a cup. Yeah, there are examples of that. But there are examples of teams that have gone on tremendous winning streaks down the end of the season. The Ottawa Senators come to mind. They finished on like a 20-2 and run to get into the playoffs and lost their first three postseason games and eventually the series to the Montreal Canadiens in 2014. The Lightning, the year they won the Stanley Cup in 2004. I think they won two of their final eight games. Oh, you can't go into the playoffs losing games. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The playoffs are a different animal. It's a singular opponent. It's dissected. It's under a microscope. The the details become more minute. So playoff hockey and regular season hockey are not the same thing. So this is not... You know, a situation where it's a scheme versus a scheme. No, it, it's it's regular season versus playoffs. Regular season is different from the way the game is played in the playoffs. There's so many differences that they just don't matter. So please, please stop coming at me with, well, if they play like this, they're not going to get out of the first round. They're not playing on February the 25th or 26th like they're going to play on April the 13th or whenever the playoffs are going to begin. The two are not related in any way, shape, or form. But you do have to be concerned about what you're seeing because it's it's the breakdowns defensively that have to get better. They have to get better. And when you give up five goals in a span of four minutes and 55 seconds, I think it was, and including, including you give up a goal with seven seconds left to finish off a barrage, you should just get out of the period. You lose an, a defensive zone draw, point shot, boom, it's in the back of the net, and you give up six goals in a period. It's a bad way. That's a bad way to get through a game. And that's exactly what happened in this one in Pittsburgh as, once again, their process was not very good. And you end up with the result that you get. If your process is not where you want it to be, you're not going to put yourself in a position to win games, barring a superhuman effort by your goaltender, which is what they got in Detroit. And you couldn't ask Brian Elliott to do it again on Sunday. You just couldn't. You just couldn't ask him to do that. Because he is not Andre Vasilevsky, and that's not a knock on Brian Elliott. Very few goalies in the history of this game have been or will be Andre Vasilevsky. So you have to be better with awareness in the defensive zone to protect the areas, protect the middle areas of the ice, and protect the areas around the net. How many times have they been burned on backdoor open plays? It's happened too often. And that's just awareness. So that's not scheme, that's not structure, that's awareness, and that is correctable. 
And to me, it's just focus. It just comes down to focus. So that's where I talk about going and getting through the dog days. Your focus is not where it, 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 it's certainly not anywhere near playoff level. It's still regular season level and it's dog day regular season level. And I'm not letting them off the hook here because it's, I mean, they should be embarrassed for their goalies. They should not hang out their goalies the way they have here the last little bit. There has to be some pride. And there has been, right? They got Vasilevsky the shutout against Colorado. They really closed down that game when it was 5 nothing. We've seen them, you know, lose that focus in games and cost their goalie a shutout. So we know it's there. It just needs to come up. And whether you want to say build it back up, gradually get it back up, it just needs to get back up. And this is, you talked about, this is a, a little bit of a tough stretch here for the team with the number of games that they're playing and right now the opponents that they're playing. This was game two of a stretch, sorry, game three of a stretch of seven consecutive games against teams looking to get in the playoffs. Buffalo on Thursday. You had Detroit last night. You got Pittsburgh tonight. You got Florida in here on Tuesday. You've got Pittsburgh again on home ice on Thursday. And then you're at Buffalo again Saturday afternoon. And then you face Carolina on Sunday. So this is a tough little stretch. And the focus needs to be better. The focus needs to come more finely tuned if you're Tampa Bay. And that's... uh, just needs to be better. Bottom line, just needs to be better. All right, lighting back in action on Tuesday against the Florida Panthers, another team, again, desperate for points, right in the thick of that uh, playoff situation, uh, what they need to do uh, and trying to get into the playoffs, the Panthers are. So that'll be a 7 o'clock puck drop. Me and Chief will be in the Cigar City Brewing Tap Room at 6 o'clock. For the pregame skate show that airs live on 102.5 The Strike HD Channel 2, as well as uh, Lightning Radio 24-7. You can always find that on the new Lightning app. Uh, Also be on with J.P. Peterson on Monday, 10.30 a.m. on the J.P. Peterson Show. That'll be live via video. Uh, So I'll be on there, and I'll be back with you after Tuesday's game against Florida. Thanks for listening. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.